Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. That's right, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I have not been more excited to ask you my question. I'm going to save it for the end, but I've not been more excited to ask you my question um, about a team than I am about today's team. We are talking about the San Antonio Spurs um, in our 30 teams in over 30 days, and we are you know, really close to the tail end of these team previews, which is always good because we got a ton more content coming for you in your lead-up to your drafts. And if you want exclusive access to um, me and Tyler, to ex- um, subscription-only content, like ratings before everybody else, or maybe our Mike's tiers before everybody else, um, or you just want to support the show, or be in the Listener League, go check out patreon.com slash watchingtheboxes. We really appreciate that. Uh, anything you can do to help out the show is always great. But more importantly... Get in those listener leagues because they are filling up fast. So Tyler, with the Spurs, um, not a not a lot of change here. They added Damari Carroll. They added Trey Lyles. Like there's not really not not a lot of difference between last year's team and this year's team. Super mad at Marcus Morris still. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but they're healthier this season, so that's cool. So I'm going to ask you, what is the most interesting thing with the San Antonio Spurs this season? Or is there nothing? Is the answer nothing? Um, the return of Dejounte Murray, right? I think that's probably the most interesting. I would agree. Um, let's start there because I think that's um, probably what a lot of people are trying to figure out themselves. Is that you have the the Dejounte Murray coming finally coming back, but Derek White was no slouch himself uh, last season, filling in for Murray. So let's start with Murray, and let's talk about where you like drafting him, or if you do like drafting him. So Dejounte is a really like odd point guard, right? Because I mean, we've only really seen him ever play twenty minutes a game, and they talked about all last off season, right? He was gonna finally play, and then the injury wiped out his entire season. And he didn't get to play a second, so. That was disappointing. Um, he's not going to be a big scoring point guard. He's going to be a great rebounding point guard, a good steals point guard, a good blocks point guard. The assists are going to be kind of weak. I don't know if there's going to be any threes. We've never really seen him be a good three-point shooter. The field goal percentage has potential to be good. The free throw percentage probably not great. So he gives you weird stats for a point guard. So if you're picking him as a point guard, and maybe that helps him in certain like pump builds, um, he can actually be kind of a boon to your team. I'm looking at Murray kind of in that... 70 to 90 range another one of those players like number one i'm just not sure how many minutes he's gonna play um our friend mark roberts has him projected for 28 minutes and he comes out as the 80th ranked player um if i had to quibble with one thing mark did he gave him four and a half assists a game in 28 minutes that seems maybe a little high to me um i don't know that i love love that number uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see what Murray is and Murray's like a, still a super young player, right? Coming off that pretty serious injury, but he's still only 23 years old. Um, I'm not quite sure. I know what DeJounte Murray is and I'm not sure anyone does yet. 
right? Like, what is he going to look like this season? That's a uh, that's definitely a big question mark for me. It's a it's a big unknown what he what he could be. What he is definitely not is a traditional point guard. And um, I think kind of like the the sharps, the experts, they're going to be very interested in getting him probably a little bit earlier than than needs to be. I would say. Um, I think a lot of the the people out there who don't follow Spurs basketball or the the uh, the hype train around Dejounte Murray in fantasy basketball, um, you're not gonna have to worry about them. So in casual leagues, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about Murray doing anything. He's like he's currently ADP is around 100 in in Yahoo. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fine, but I, I like I really just don't I think he has decent upside, but I don't think it's like insane. It's just like he's a very, very unique guard. So he gives you those those crazy rebounds for a point guard um and very, very good steals. And I, I think that definitely makes him a top one hundred player. So getting him at a hundred plus, that's that's really good. You just have to worry about what happens with Derek White. So are him and Derek White sharing minutes are is one of them going to play over the other one is it going to be situational is pop never ever ever going to have a pattern which is probably the most likely thing because Derek white uh played fairly well last season and and Derek white in um even limited minutes last season was a standardly relevant player uh doing about 10 four and four with a with a steal and close to a block and that's those are nice fantasy numbers in a little strange fantasy numbers from a point guard, but nice fantasy numbers nonetheless. Another guy, like kind of weird fantasy profile for a point guard. Like, I don't think anyone plays a ton of minutes with Pop, right? So I think there's a good possibility that they do share minutes, and I don't know that either one of them plays much more than 30. Um, you know, Pop loves to play the Marco Bellinelli and uh, just kind of some of the, the less interesting players on this team. Um, they're quite so interesting for fantasy. Um, I'm probably not as high on him as some other people. I kind of view him as like just inside that top 100 player. Um, I think some other people are are much more into Derek White, so I don't know that I'm going to own him in a ton of leagues. But he definitely provides an interesting fantasy skill set. Not a great one for a point guard um, in the sense of looking for traditional point guard numbers, but you love the .8 blocks he, he could get and the four rebounds are nice and the good percentages. So he's uh, interesting. I mean, he's at least worth um he's probably gonna be a waiver wire player for me um is he worth taking at the end of a draft i guess if you really desperately want some of those you know some decent stats probably a little bit better in a roto league or whatever but uh i'm not getting excited about Derek white and even murray i'm not terribly excited about I, I, I like his upside a little bit more and i like his unique uh stat line that he could possibly give you um so i i do find a little bit more interest and uh, Murray with the fact that, you know, the steals and the rebounds and even the assists might be there. Um, and that's someone you could take a swing at in that second plateau. You know, if he's going in the top 100, though, that seems a little too rich for my blood. But uh, if he's close to 100, okay. Like, that that seems perfectly reasonable, especially if it, he fits your build really nicely in a head-to-head league. Is he there? I want to talk about someone who's uh, maybe another sleeper, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, just all-time sleeper. Uh, I feel like both of their their very good players on this team are both very underrated this year, which is crazy. 
Actually, everybody is uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan, Rudy Gay. They're all super overlooked. They're underrated. Uh, I want to just you know shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge still doing it per game. Twenty third overall, um, twenty one points, nine rebounds. Super boring. Little over a block. Good, great percentages. A little bit more, a little bit better in a in a roto league than a head to head league, for obvious reasons but um currently being drafted at like close to 50 like 40 46 definitely a top 50 player yeah and that's just a little bit too low like i don't necessarily want him as my second round pick like i get he finished there last year i don't want him there though um third round he's fine fourth round yeah he's very good he's another guy him, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, even like those guys are top 50 guys. They're top 50 guys every year. I I get, you know, we're all hyped on people like Shea Gilgis Alexander and Jamal Murray because they're young and they're flashy and they have this potential. But what what makes us think that a guy like DeMarcus Aldridge, who was the 20, met the 23rd ranked player last year, is going to just all of a sudden fall off a cliff? Like, I don't. Um, if I can get him in that 40 to 50 range, I'm more than happy. Guys, it's not going to happen. If you can get him in the fifth round, uh, same with DeMar DeRozan. Like, just go ahead and do it. These are 21-point score guys. Of course, they're negatives in, in three-pointers, right? But you know exactly what you're getting with them. And I think the fact that they're dropping into the you know the late fourth, early fifth, uh, sometimes even further than that, which I think is really embarrassing uh, for anyone who's playing fantasy Dude, basketball. I got DeMar DeRozan in a draft the other week at pick 67. I, he didn't even really fit. He didn't even really fit my build. I was just like, at this point, is there not just way too much value in that to, to, to take, right? And it's like, I'm just gonna get him. <laughs> yeah, you have to take him. You have to take the points. He was 21 six and six last year. Like I granted, maybe those assists go a little bit down. Not that they have a real. Uh, well, I don't even call any of those guys a real point guard. So maybe it doesn't go down too much. They're, uh, Lee, I think he leads the team in assists again. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but he's a professional, right? These guys are both professional. They've been there. They've done it. You know exactly what you're getting. And if you've taken a, if you've taken a swing, maybe in your third or fourth round, these are really really great guys to kind of balance out the risk that you've taken on your team with someone who's good uh, with either one of those players who will finish in the top fifty and possibly even higher. Um, you know, maybe you took Miles Turner in uh the beginning of the third round and you want to get those points back well both of those guys get you those points back so i really really like both of those players as undervalued um completely undervalued players this season yeah i'm 100 with you and they're just why why those guys are going outside the top 50 just blows my mind like i some people are picking thomas bryant in the top 50 and they're not picking demar Derozan and lamarcus aldridge like are we sure thomas bryant's a good nba player I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. I think he's okay. I think he might be good. But um, I, Lamarcus Aldridge is we know is better, and we know who he is. So like, we're definitely just, sure Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan are good. I'm I'm 100 positive about that. We're 100 sure, and actually, we're still pretty sure that Rudy Gay is good, even in limited minutes. Uh, Rudy Gay per uh, per game average 83rd overall last season in 26.7 minutes a game. Um, I, I, Rudy Gay might be tailing off, but like the fact that you know he's going at the end of drafts, it's a little, it's a little late. Now his ceiling is low, and I don't like to take swings. Um, 
with guys with super low ceilings, for old guys with super low ceilings, that's not the kind of swing I like to take at the end of the draft. But like I said, if you need to balance out your risk, Rudy Gay's pretty not risky. And in shallow leagues, a guarantee guy I'm going to be streaming a ton. Like when the Spurs play, Rudy Gay, a great guy to just throw on your team, get some, you know, around top 100 value from just an old crusty veteran, right? Um, wow. and then, I mean, that's, a, lot of, a lot of old crusty veterans you, on this team. Not someone I want to super pick. With, like he's probably going to finish in that 100, maybe even 90. I'll, I'll even say 90, 90 to like 125 range. Not someone I super want to pick and hold in a standard league, right? Because there's just no upside. But if he's sitting there on the waiver wire and I'm looking for a stream, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up every day of the week, twice on Sunday. You're not going to get a lot of value out of him, but also you're going to get him for free. So you can either leave him on the waiver and pick him up later or, or don't, whatever. Um, I'm a little confused why other people from the Spurs are being drafted. Uh, Patty Mills and Yakapoto. So, so, yeah, Jakob Podol's a guy I'll never understand. Like, I There's get him. Of, like, he's going like the 130 range. It's like at the end of a draft. It's like, eh, I guess if he played 30 minutes, he's not going to. Yeah, well, what what's good about Podol? Like, what? Why why are people hyped on him? So no here's idea. like I I just really don't the the block the block a game rebound in 20 rebound minutes, with like, with with good field goal percentage. Like, okay, I guess. He's fine. He's a stream guy for me. Like, I don't want him. I don't want him as my last pick. His but last if I could two stream months in. in 20 minutes a game, his per 36 numbers would equal 12 rebounds and two and a half blocks with a steal um, and like 10 points. Okay, now that's interesting. I guess maybe that's why people are hyped. I don't know. I'm still not. I don't see the ton of minutes either. there. I just don't see. What's he going to play? Like 22, 23? Like, I don't. Yeah, don't don't sign me up for that. If people are picking him, if he's on the waiver wire, I'll stream him a little bit because I mean, there's good rebounds, there's good blocks, there's decent steal yeah. numbers from a center. But yeah, other than that, no, not for me. It's great streamer. Um, same with like Marco Bellinelli, who like if you need the Marco Bellinelli magic at the end of a week, like why not throw Marco in? He's probably gonna play 23 minutes. So um, and Demar Carroll, another guy could be, you know, kind of yeah. streaming worthy for threes and a couple rebounds and, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 points. Like that's the, that's the Damari Carroll, right? Um, yeah. They just got a lot of, this team's not a super interesting team to talk about. I do think that they've got the two kind of hyped players in white and Murray that people are maybe taking a little too high. Then they got two guys that the two, the two actual stars of the team that everyone's overlooking. And then most of the rest is just all, you know, sort of interesting for a stream on the waiver wire, deeper league, you know, I'm definitely interested in some of those guys. Rudy Gay, you know, is probably the best of that class. Um, in deeper leagues, I would definitely like to own Rudy Gay. I do own Rudy Gay in a couple deeper leagues. I just think he's undervalued. And when you're picking like 200 people and you can get Rudy Gay at like 150, 160, um, I think you're just lopping up a ton of value in that situation. That's a that's an excellent summary, Tyler. And I think that wraps it up for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to join those listener leagues, leave us feedback, get access to exclusive content, or just, you know, hit us up on Twitter, rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time. For, uh, I don't know what team we're going to do, but uh, there's only a few left. So we'll see you for the next one.